Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. There we are. All right, let me pull it from YouTube. Upcoming. Oh, man. Hoodfoot. <laughs> Hoodfoot. Smoke break with Hoodfoot. Sm- oh, yeah. So, the, like, did they get permission to smoke in there? I, I, I mean, wonder if they did. Yeah. With some of these uh, small indie organizations, I'm sure you can just fucking do it. But, you yeah, I mean, they it, probably yeah. did say, like, hey, we're going to smoke a cigarette. In the I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I imagine the guy who runs the Irving Theater. I forget what his name is. I should have got his first name. I can't remember I his name. Either. But, um, we'll I, just call I, I, him I, I, your boy. My boy, yeah. Boy. I, I bet my boy wouldn't have wouldn't have that one bit. No, no, he would not. He would not, <laughs> not like, at he, all. He seems like he is a cool dude, but he, he runs up solidly tight ship. No yeah, nonsense. Yeah, no, no nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. No <laughs> plugging your your phone into <laughs> behind the, by the behind the beer stand. Well, no. and he also was like, it's not even turned on, you know. But then, but yeah, tight. It was so funny how that tension built with him too, because like whenever he looked at my ID, he was like looking at it. And I guess he already had reason to be suspicious with me. I'm like, come on, man, you know. And then like kind of once I revealed, like, oh yeah, you know, we're you know, we were invited by John, you know, we're um, you know, we're essentially guests of Wrestle Arts and also have been participants. Or as he said, John said to I can't remember if he said it to both of us or maybe just to me, but part of the crew, baby. So, part yeah. of the crew beyond just guests yeah part yeah, of the yeah. crew exciting i mean it oh, was no. tight when he just called it's like all right we're gonna have the meeting come backstage okay yeah. tight. Oh, that was really cool to see you i thought yeah yeah you ready let's do it Welcome to the Brain Buster Boys, episode 101. My name is Brett Jagger, along with the dude. Really? Beaumont Ray. And I had nothing else right there. It's like, no, am I just going to keep doing this shit? The the dude. How about the guy? The guy. Oh, yeah. Beaumont Rand, ladies and gentlemen. The dude's very evocative, you know, the big Lebowski. And there's that. But, it, but no, 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 don't worry about it. But it's also very cool, you know. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I'll accept it. Yeah, no, it's a very good nickname to have. I will, I will wholeheartedly accept it. So I am fine. How are you? Cool. I'm yeah. pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah excited uh, to go to Dynamite tomorrow. We'll get more into that, yeah, of yeah. course. But yes, my third of the year already. Oh, wow. Um, so you're getting up Because we went to the Lexington one late January, and then Dayton was the following week, like first right. week of Feb. And yeah, I've lost count, which is kind of crazy, but I think it's like number 11 <laughs> overall yeah. that I've gone oh. to. So yeah, yeah very, yeah, yeah. very uh, privileged, blessed, excited that I've gotten to, you know, that one, it's regional to, you know, where we are. The furthest I've gone is Atlanta, uh-huh. but, uh, and then also uh, having uh, some uh, connections for tickets certainly uh, doesn't hurt. Either, yeah, yeah, but... no, yeah, but it doesn't hurt at all. So who are you going with again? 
Jason JCB. Cornelius Bell. Yeah, JCB, my co-host on the Phoenix Splash podcast, which you can find on Visionaries Global Media. Yeah, just the two of us. One of the uh, yeah. one of the other band from Ringside guys um, is uh, lives in St. Louis, but he couldn't make it. Speaking of Skull and Mortar, I believe that is our good friend John Barker. Oh heck yeah! Because I up? mentioned, I saw uh, you got some barbecue business going, and I definitely recognize that name. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. We're just yeah, about to lot. talk about uh, your wonderful show here, Bo. Yeah. Uh, you got anything you want to get off your chest before we dive into wrestlers? Any life shit going on? Any any good news? Yeah. Out uh, of you? No, I guess um, and for people who heard me last time, I think like my voice degraded. I just got over laryngitis, oh, yeah. which is pretty cool. You know, uh, just in time uh, for the wrestle art show, which was important. Um, so yeah, you know that was really nice. I mean, like I had a period of time, and thank God it happened during kind of our dead week there. But uh, but yeah, I legitimately like. Could not talk for uh, so, several yeah. days seemingly yeah 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 so so it's it's nice to be back when you don't have your voice you know you don't have a part of yourself so <laughs> and when you do a podcast know. your voice is a pretty big part of yourself yeah you know and like when, when things like that happen and like you know normally i expect like whenever i'm sick like even when i've had like covid for example mm. uh you know i've gotten over it in like three days so when something goes on for a week i'm like you know i start thinking all kinds of different things you know, I go to that like WebMD dire mode where I'm just like worst case scenario is happening. <laughs> so there was a part of me that accepted. I was like, I may never sound the same again. <laughs> like, like, like what, 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 what will I do? Like, like how, how will I? Always you know, proceed? talk like this. Yeah, like how I proceed in my life. Like, will I all of a sudden be this inspirational story about the podcaster who had to go to, you know, had to move back into editing, but improve the voices of others. You know, like, 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 what's it going to be that kind of man? You were getting deep. huh? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I went down there. I mean, I was also at my mom and dad's house. They were. Oh yeah. West. Very, very true. Yeah. They, little, were, they were, they were, they were, they were secluded, in, uh, country yep. area there. Yeah. Right? yeah. We're in Key West, which is, uh, one will be one of the first episodes of RV destinations. The other podcast <laughs> I launched out to Randy and Callie Beheimer. Thank Hell you yeah. for the opportunity to edit that. Um, but yes, I was by myself. And so when I'm there, you know, like I normally have a really good time, but it was like four work days while I was there. So uh, all uh, work and no play, you know, not necessarily. But yeah, makes, I had enough time makes to like Bo you know, a dull boy. Yeah, yeah. I had enough time to think like, you know, for my voice to be bad to like kind of ruminate on it in some periods and points. But it's all good. I'm good. They we um, didn't necessarily adopt, but uh, uh, this cat showed up and uh, um, not like kind of the week before and uh, they left some food. So I took care of the cat. And now the cat is seemingly an outdoor member of the household. So it was cool to be there for the, early I did stage. see your mom uh, on Facebook posted a picture of the cat. Uh, it's uh, a of, pretty, pretty little boy of kitty. Yeah, yeah. You know, kitty is really nice. You know, uh, pretty grateful. I mean, I assume, I don't know, like it, it, it doesn't look like he was a straight cat. So it looked like he was dropped off. Um, but regardless of, you know, how I got here, uh, he, she, they are, are, are here. So I can't, you know, I'm happy that, happy that we, uh, we have a pet again. There you so, go. Yeah. Well, uh, shall we dive into Wrestle Arts 8? Splash. If we had sound effects that we could do live. Maybe we'll get to that point at some point, but we're not yeah. there yet. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so. Well, I have to ask old JCB how that i mentioned yet he has to have some hardware 
Yeah, you know? I'll I'll definitely get a, a look at the setup here. To, yeah, I know yeah. he's got oh, wow. like a physical soundboard, you know, mm -hmm. and obviously it's somehow hooked into the mic and computer and everything. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll be uh, curious to see that because uh, would be cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, Wrestle Arts Eight, um, our second consecutive Wrestle Arts show. This occurred this past Saturday, March twenty fifth, at the Irving Theater in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, John says, "Check out the stream deck." So, are the promos are things up? I have not checked the Wrestle Arts YouTube yet, but we will certainly be doing yeah. that soon. Well, but the, uh, I hope the audio is good. Yeah, yeah. Hope the audio worked out for you. And again, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity. Yeah, yeah we we mentioned it kind of last week, and we did a full recap of Wrestle Arts last show. But this time, we got to do a little. Uh, it's called backstage interviewing yeah. type of deal. Mm -hmm. um, very fun. You got to talk to Jordan Die, uh, yeah. Josh Crane, who are a couple of heels yeah. that didn't. They didn't give you much time of day, did they? No, they didn't. They were they were pretty <laughs> mad. They were pretty upset the whole time. There was nothing I could do. No, well, Crane like threw you out. And, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, but no. And then Kevin and I stuck Tan. the microphone in his face. Yeah, like like I put it like in the shot. It just started coming in. Yeah. And then Kevin Panic, who we love, and I thought that was a very Marvez move because he would just kind of like you know still like linger there. Yeah, and Kevin Panic, I, I mentioned we got to talk to him last time. Great guy, uh, very sharp guy. And then I talked to the Wrestle Arts Global Women's Crown Champion Heather Monroe and Zodiac the Mystic. But yes, those will be on or are on the Wrestle Arts YouTube page, which we will be checking out. But um, aside from that, you know we. Our second consecutive show, so we're kind of getting, you know, we know a lot of the characters and wrestlers at this point. Um, what did you think of this installment of Wrestle Arts? And I do want to say had a, a big main event with the National Treasure, Nick Aldis, yeah. and the Dead Ringer, Aaron Williams. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, what were your uh, impressions of Wrestle Arts 8? You know, I thought everything was just a step up. You know, I thought the card was a step up. You know, the, the, the talent on there, the matches, you know, just kind of the, the flow of the show and how things kind of went. You know, the, the seven sort of had kind of a lot more of the comedy matches in the beginning. But this, you know, had just, right out just, of the gate. Yeah, just just a lot of like good wrestling and good drama um, that of the production. I noticed that the um, graphics kind of had a bit more of like a colorful thing. They, they sort of look like the AEW graphics whenever you have like the wrestlers who are still, but the backgrounds kind of moving. Yeah. There's like sparks and a little stuff. bit of a pop. Yeah. Yeah. It, it had that kind of pop to it. There's the new apron and with the, the wrestler. It's logo. And the, the curtain that they walk yeah. through as well. well yeah. Well, and like now we have a pre-show, uh, yep. you know, that leads in and yeah, I mean, I thought it, it just kind of, you know, was just on a larger scale than it was last time, you know, it's in the same venue and stuff, but yeah, I just think, you know, it, it, it took a, just took a huge step up in just about any uh, metric I can think of. Yeah. And it felt fuller. It felt louder. Granted, we were not front row this time, which was they were awesome. reserved for VIPs. Which, yeah, yes. Which, cool, which was yeah. awesome in its own right, being front row and obviously that close to the action and you literally getting sat on and, you know, us having to move around a lot like that was all obviously a ton of fun, but yeah. it was cool to kind of take it in from more of a a macro view, so to speak. Yeah. But like really kind of being a part of that full crowd. And yeah. yeah, it felt like everyone was into it much, much more this time, especially that main event. I mean, 
and credit to Nick Aldis, we'll get there, who did a heck of a job getting the crowd involved. You know, he was yeah. really going, you know, with some kids that were on his side. and Including kinda, his own. Yeah, like, who's exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the main event was amazing. And, yeah, you're right. Just the little things I feel like were improved upon, like you mentioned, the ring mm-hmm. skirt. The, yeah. the curtain, the graphics. No, I, Just, I get, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I say I got to give a shout out. I think I may have mentioned this guy, but he was sitting on the stage in one of the VIP sections and he was standing the whole time. He had his like Coors Light, like like whoever that guy was. was I do remember. Blast the entire time. I mean, like, really, like, I feel yeah. like everyone was. You yeah, know? yeah. And yeah. I think that's such a testament to John and David and what the whole group over at Wrestle Arts has done is, yeah. you know, it's, serious wrestling but it's also family friendly entertainment and hell you get these kids that <laughs> kids are rambunctious in the crowd for sure oh, and they're having I, a fucking and, blast and, and they were back too they because they were in the um front row adjacent to us last time yeah um yeah and so this time but it had to be those same kids they they got <laughs> they got lit up man um they were they were fun yeah but uh yeah just high marks from us here great great opera or great experience great show and yeah just t- kind of talk through some of the the wrestlers we saw some of the matches because obviously we want to give them a little shine um and if you are really if you are in the indianapolis or midwest area you should check out wrestle arts and actually uh we ha- will gray from the botched spots and chair shots podcast i may have botched that myself but he lives in nashville and he was expressing some interest mm. in coming with us to yeah, yeah. Uh, wrestle arts nine because he said he has family in indy as well so I bet, it, and- I bet it'd be harder harder to botch if the word botched wasn't in the title <laughs> of this podcast but i'm just saying <laughs> Botchcast. Um, and then we had talked about as well, like hoping to bring, you know, Rich, Dan, some of yeah. our buddies up. Oh, as we well. should. Yeah, yeah. We know yeah. everyone would have a great time, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, we totally would. But yeah, not going to run through, you know, do a full, full recap, but just kind of want to hit on some of these matches. So it did open with a bang uh, with for the tag team global tag team championships. I, I hope that's I hope I got that right. But the. Soul Shooters versus the Dragons, which the Dragons were as impressive as anyone on the last show for us, Ace Perry and Josh Crane. And uh, a great match, but it was interrupted uh, by your boy, Dale Patricks with the steel chair. Dale Patricks with the steel chair, yeah. But then, you know, um, came an instant DQ. You know, yeah. like, like, you know, the, 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 the integrity of that match was, was upheld. And I mean, the soul shooters are pretty great. I mean, you know, they seem they can to get the you know, crowd going. For they, sure. they, they, they do. Like, it seems like they've sort of been in this area, been like in indie yes. wrestling for a long time. In, See, in, we Indianapolis, saw a lot of, a lot wrestling. of drew skills and soul yeah. shooter shirts out in the crowd. We did. Yeah. No, pe- like people really seem into them and they seem like really good representatives uh, of that belt. Yeah. And just the action was you know, really good, not quite at the level of the match against fundamental violence mm-hmm. um, from the last month, which that match was just unbelievable. And of mm-hmm. course, this one had didn't have the clean finish as well, but certainly setting up a big rematch for next time with uh, and now with Dale Patrick in the Patrick's. I just pulled a you there um, with Dale Patrick's back in the mix. There's rumors of the free bird rule potentially being invoked for them. So, uh, no. yeah, I expect we're going to have a, a big contest between these two at wrestle arts nine, but yeah, a great way to start the show. And like you said, you know, the previous show did start with that, like six, seven man scramble, which was a ton of fun, but like you said, more of a comedy, 
you know, oh, yeah. just well, well, chaotic well, and, match. And, and, but... and, and the wrestlers in there are kind of more common, you know, like the people that we interviewed who I know are kind of a bit more, you know, their, their gimmicks lend themselves to, to comedy a little bit more. So I think it was it was meant for that. But but yeah, I mean, like especially starting off with uh, Ace Perry and uh, Josh, uh, oh, Lord, Josh Crane. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's going to hate me now, which which I guess he hated me already. Yeah, he already so, threw whatever. you out of the yeah, frame. Yeah. So so. So, yeah, you know, I think like this was just like a tone setter, you know, like yeah. sort of set the tone that this was going to be, you know, a step up card wise and flow wise from seven. And Ace Perry, definitely a guy that's very much impressed us. Oh, yeah. Specifically yeah. each of these first two shows. He's little, but man, he can fly around. Ooh. He's got a great look, great strength for his size. And I feel like he's dipped out both times. Like, I've, like I know, you know, I feel yeah. like we've talked to just about all the people we've really wanted to talk to at least yeah. initially. I mean, certainly I'd like to talk to everybody, Yeah, but yeah, except for Ace Perry, I feel like we never, never got a word in, you yeah. know, may have to after what Josh Crane pulled. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, I believe the second match that was supposed to be Brandon profit versus your guy Hoodfoot uh, for the $2,500 bounty. Unfortunately, profit got injured couldn't make the match so they replaced him with zodiac the mystic and uh these two motherfuckers just went literally head to head for a long time and were just bludgeoning each other two just big big top heavy dudes Mm -hmm. um just going at it and it ended in a double count out but yeah there was a moment where they were just headbutting each other yeah just over there probably 10 consecutive times and then punch 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 until they had to call for the bell, and real quick, John said, Ace is amazing. He's a strange dude, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is outstanding and fun to watch, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I know uh, it was a little... Uh, yeah, I, I do want to talk about it because I want to give mad props to Hoodfoot for how he dealt with it. Yes, I was just going to say, yeah, there was yeah, a bit yeah. of a situation in the crowd yeah. here, like right in front of us. Here, I'll let yeah. you take it away. I'll call it heckling because that's yeah. what it was. Because yeah. like, like certainly like I've like, you know, at the big Six Margarita show in Milwaukee, <laughs> have like, you know, definitely like really been into things. But but this seemed like it was just a very like target. It was like very quiet. And this person was the only person standing up. And like she was a couple rows in front of us and was just like laying it on hood foot. Just giving you know? it to him. Yeah, yeah. And of course it's fine if it goes on for like a little bit and then you sit down. But if it just kind of keeps going and then you sit down and then you stand back up and then and you know some kind of disrespectful comment, you know, yeah. like beyond the scope of wrestling show yeah. comments. And, and I will say, like, it the part of the reason it was so strange was because the last time I saw Hoodfoot before that, he was standing over Brandon Prophet and saying, I need that 2500 bucks, Brandon, you know, <laughs> like after he like came out and like yeah. hit, hit hit Brandon Prophet with I don't know, like some sort of a weapon. Yeah. Um, and then like to see Hoodfoot kind of like in this almost vulnerable spot where he's just kind of like playing it off and like props to him, man. Like I I thought like, 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 you know, that's a pretty hard thing to handle. And a a thing that I wouldn't imagine you would be like prepared for, like, I imagine you'd be prepared to like go back and forth, but whenever someone's doing it to an inappropriate amount. And like you said, it was pretty quiet. (laughs) And also props to David Barker for kind of, mitigating the situation i mean he came up over to us and like Mm. 
you know, like, yeah, she's just going in on him. And yeah. anyway, he kind of slid in and was like, ma'am, are you all right? And she's like, yeah, I just don't like him. And like, I don't know what he said, but he handled the situation very yeah, well. And, and things chilled out after that. And she did know. not really say anything. But, yeah, it was very strange. And I, I remember David walked by us like, that's the wrestling business for you. It's wrestling business, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Like, not, like props to Hoodfoot for, like, no handling doubt. what I think was a, a an unexpected situation quite well. And that's why he's your boy now, too. He is. No, yeah. Big, it's Big Sue and Hoodfoot. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, we did not get to see Big Sue Jackson. I mean, he was there we, running the ones and twos on the soundboard, of course. He, and we talked. He has blonde hair now. Yeah. One of our favorites from WrestleArt 7, Big yeah. Sue Jackson. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, fun stuff between those two. And it sounds like uh, it might not be it between uh, – well, well, I guess we'll get to that yep. with Jordan Let's, Die yeah, yeah. here in a bit. But um, – who did – oh, it was Jordan Dye and Hillbilly Jed who was oh, oh, yeah, I remember what big did, time yeah. over with the crowd, Hillbilly yeah. Jed. Yeah. Even so much the high so. high-tech redneck. The high-tech redneck, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah. And he had a very large lower half. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, big dude, but could move around pretty well for his size. Um, yeah. Was over like wildfire with the crowd, no doubt. Uh, but unfortunately, your nemesis Jordan Die put him down with a pair of brass knucks that he denied. I couldn't believe that. I mean, we all saw it as clear as day yeah. that Jordan Die popped out the uh, brass yeah. knucks. But yeah, apparently, I'm stupid, and, pe- and random people in the crowd are stupid because random people in the crowd went up to him. I don't know. I, don't, I think that guy's stupid personally. But oh, but. Um, Hillbilly Jed was out. That's when Brandon Prophet came out with the bat and, you know, basically said, we're not done here. So I'm mm-hmm. um, hoping we get to see that rekindled and hoping we get to see some more Hillbilly Jed because, again, he and he fucking sold it. He was down and did not move for seemingly five minutes yeah, while yeah. the whole Prophet uh, die situation was going on. And yeah, then yeah. he got big ovations from the crowd and then throughout the night i feel like folks were yelling out how's jed because it was a kind of a common you know a common occurrence from the ring announcers which Mm. is a shame we did not get to see our boy zane paisley there and i can't remember the two guys names who filled in but they definitely did a heck of a job yeah they they added a different element like 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 a little more yeah they each kind of did you know the one dude was definitely more about like getting the crowd involved and who was like the first guy that did it with the glasses? Yeah, and the sweater. I wish vest. I can't remember the their names. The and, then, and then that guy was just like rock solid to the point. Um, yeah. Justin, what's up, fellas? Justin, hey, Justin, you're the man. Thanks for tuning in as always. And John says Jed is so underrated. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The crowd was for him, and I think definitely wants to see him more. So uh, hopefully, we get two. Um. Let's see here. I don't have the card up. I'm just literally going off memory here. And then we had I know we had Kevin Panic and Sean Kemp. Yeah. Um, first time we got to see Kevin in a singles match. And we actually talked to him a little bit before. And he's like, hey, I'm gonna bring it, you know. And he did. It was a pretty, you know, brisk, seemed like under eight or so minute match, but he and, and Sean Kemp, much bigger dude than him. Uh-huh. Um, but I was very entertained by that one. Um, they did some big moves and uh, unfortunately our boy KP came up on the losing end, but uh, I thought he did. I thought he looked great. In oh the yeah. I thought he did singles too. match. We saw him. In. Oh yeah. No, I thought, I thought he definitely did too. Like this definitely like Sean Kemp, you know, for a guy, his size moves really well. We saw yes. that in the flash Flanagan match. 
um, I thought. So I think, you know, both of these guys combined for, you know, I know Kevin Panic's thing is sneaky strong, but yes. um, I, I think it was sneaky strong versus sneaky fast. In my yeah. Yeah. Um, and Nicole Barker tuned in. Hello, yes. Nicole. Howdy. Thank you. And she said that was my favorite match, Panic versus Kemp. Yeah, that was of the first half, I think yeah. definitely mine as well. Uh, but yeah, just great stuff from both guys for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I mean, KP in the back, he talked about putting down the big asses. And uh, yeah, yeah. you're like, big asses better watch I, I, out. I fear for those big asses. <laughs> Got a legitimate big pop out of me there. But uh, uh, yeah, I think he liked it too. Yeah. I, then I can't remember if that was intermission again. We should have, I should have done a better job here. But then we got it. Yeah, was, I, I've got, I've got the, uh, I've got the, their um, Twitter account pulled up on okay. that. Okay. Thing they also do have the Wrestle Arts 9 banner up on their cover photo for those of you getting excited for that June 3rd. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah Avery Hurts, Sage Phillips, David Ali, Jeffrey Johnson. I was unfortunately, say, we missed that. That's the one I yeah. think that came next because then I think it was intermission and that's when we kind of went outside to do the interviews. Yeah. And yeah, the Babushka Baron, Jeffrey Johns, who always has, or is it John? It's John, right? Yeah, Jeffrey John. Jeffrey, I think it's Johns. I think it's okay. plural. Yeah. Well, there's a Jacob Johns. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he was in the pre show. Yeah. But the Babushka Baron had probably the. The most crowd on, you know, probably the most over, for lack of a better term, on WrestleArt Seven. But yeah, unfortunately, we got had to miss most yeah, of this. There were tons of people in babushkas, though. Yes, you know, but so, we yeah. did get to kind of peek in from the steps and watch a few minutes, which was a cool angle from up there. Yeah. Action looked great, and David Ali, we got to talk to him briefly after the show, and it was just super cool. And you know, he's like, "Yeah, I'll follow you guys. I'll listen." So if you're listening out there, David Ali, thank you. We love you. We hope to see you again. And sorry we missed most of your match, but yeah, you're you're the oh, yeah, fucking yeah. man. Oh yeah, no, totally, totally a pretty awesome guy to meet. Yeah, but yeah, so hopefully next time we can uh, get one of his matches in for sure. Yes, yes. And then yeah, it was Avery Hertz versus Sage Phillips versus the ebony prince cassius star the who, second match of the night yeah, yeah he was in the pre-show. the pre-show and yeah basically phillips had i believe because this is where you were coming back in he's like we want we need one more person in this match because it was for the triple threat title so you can mm-hmm. put that up enter cassius star and not only does he get in it he wins the triple threat championship but there was a pretty scary moment during this match when oh, yeah. I think yeah. Phillips was kind of dangled on the turnbuckle and Star and Hertz were up top and they took a big fall. Um, def- everything was okay seemingly, but that was definitely a big hard fall. Um, so hope those guys are doing okay right now and credit to them, all credit to them for sticking to that match and getting through it seemingly without issue i mean yeah they definitely got their bells rung but they they got through it and seemed to be okay so um and all things considered you know pretty good match you know even with that happening but uh yeah yeah unfortunately our guy avery hertz who was the first person we interviewed last oh yeah he was wrestle art seven had those super cool gold shoes and we pretty much sat with all his family and friends for wrestle art seven unfortunately he dropped the belt but uh Cassius Star, he's been impressive. He won that scramble match we saw at WrestleArt 7. And uh, yes. yeah, big, big dub for him. <clears throat> big time. And then we had Heather Monroe, the Killer Bay, with against uh, what was it? The Sorceress uh, of the yeah, Black yeah, yeah, Moon. Yeah, Moon. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, Wicked uh, Witch of the Northwest, Holly Cromwell. Oh, she's the Wicked Witch. Oh, the Northwestern Indiana. 
Yeah. Or, or she went to Northwestern. Yeah. Or Chicago. She... I bet she. What if it's that one? I hope so. Yeah. Wicked Witch of Evanston, Illinois. Yeah, that would that would be it. <laughs> um, but another very good match here. I mean, Heather is such a natural heel, and she mm-hmm. definitely gave it to me in our promo for sure. I mean, she, I I couldn't. I wasn't allowed to talk. Um, yeah. But we from WrestleArt Seven when she cut that promo with Billy Starks, and then in the match, like she's just dripping with charisma and is such a great heel. Uh, and Cromwell, I thought, was very good as well. I'd mm. frankly never heard of her before. Me neither, yeah. Um, so it's certainly never seen her, but I thought this was a, a very nice, good match that, you know, had the good babyface heel dynamics. And uh, mm-hmm. Heather, old Heather's going to be taking a bit of a vacation here. So uh, we'll see what's next in the Wrestle Arts women's division. And, yeah, Brandon, uh, are you considering vacating her title? <laughs> you know, that, that, could be, that, could, that could be an interesting twist. Oh, uh, yeah, then uh, into the main event. Oh, our boy Tim King. What up? Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. We love you, baby. Yes. Um, yeah, the main event, the National Treasure, Nick Aldis against the – what was it? Um, I, no, I, um, dead, dead Ringer. Dead Ringer, Aaron yeah. Williams, who I did not know was from Cincinnati, so that was a cool – a uh, little connection, but yeah, Nick Aldis, I mentioned it to you before the show. Like, I'm like, yeah, maybe, you know, wouldn't surprise me if he, you know, shows up after the show begins and just kind of gets in and gets mm-hmm. out. Just, you know, he's definitely a big established name and, but it was not that at all. He got there early. He had his son. He was, you know, in the back oh, yeah. area or in like the main area talking yeah. with folks before the show. Yeah, I saw him show. just kind of, ju- he was just kind of walking around. Yeah. You know, he was just kind of there. Yeah. You know, his, like, son, his son had his little like iPad and his headphones. Yeah. Like yeah. And like I said, during the match, like he was into it. He did not mail it in one bit. He was happy to be there. He was interacting with the crowd. He was getting those kids on his side. And man, to, for my money, that, Last probably five minutes of that match was by far the hottest crowd I at Wrestle Arts and the two shows we got. Like they had them on a string, and people were into that match. And yeah. pretty shockingly, uh, the Dead Ringer Aaron Williams got the roll up win uh, over yeah. the uh, the National Treasure. But yeah, just a very heated, hotly contested match. All yeah. this, I mean, stood out significantly. I mean, the guys built like a fucking tank, yeah, and he looked great throughout. Um, and yeah, very impressed with Aaron Williams from a character perspective and an in-ring perspective. And uh, shout out to Aaron Williams because he yeah. gave us a follow back on both the IG and the Twitter. And uh, since I'm from the Cincy area, maybe we can mix something up at some point. Yeah, Aaron wrestling at like Birkus or any of those. Does he do any of that? Or I'm sure he probably. I know he's been a he's been a big name on the indies for quite a while. Like it's a name I'm certainly familiar with, but I'd never really seen before this wrestle art show, but definitely going to have to dig up some stuff from the archives. And uh, yeah, I'm sure he's been, I know he came up in the HWA, which was Moxley was in that. My guy, BJ Whitmer was in that. So he's definitely got a strong pedigree, but um yeah, I thought that match was excellent. Caught the crowd off guard with the, uh, I guess it was a bit of a, there was a bit of a ref bump and, you know, yeah. it wasn't exactly the cleanest uh, win, but uh, no. great stuff. Kudos to Nick Aldis. And then, yeah, Aaron Williams, I uh, I see big things for him uh, in the future at WrestleArts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling, too. Like, it seemed like, especially like this last match just seemed like it was much more of a, 
crowning kind of you know thing than than the flash landing and one one was for sure. Looks like someone else expects big things from him as yeah. well. So uh. yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, anything, any final thoughts here before we swing into dynamite? Uh, um, shout out to Freddie. Uh, Freddie, oh, yes, yes. boys. yeah, yeah. I think Absolutely. we told Freddie we'd give him a shout out, so here it is, man. Well, hopefully, you're listening to this tomorrow in math class, <laughs> or maybe not, mom and dad. But uh, no, Fred is the man, and yeah. we know he is, he's been doing some wrestling training, yeah. and he asked us if we would come see him when he becomes a pro wrestler. and Hell yeah, we will, Fred. As, as um, Senator Palpatine said in episode one to Anakin, I will watch your career with great interest. There you go. There it is. There it is. Okay. AEW Dynamite from, I'm pulling up the date. I guess it would have been 322. Where was it emanating from last week? Independence City. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Independence, Missouri, which yeah. is what they kept saying in the shadow of Kansas City. Yeah. Um, so hey, yeah. Fred's listening now. He's uh, <laughs> well, you got to save some for Matt. No, I'm kidding, bud. But yeah. <laughs> all, to all the Barker family, thank you so much for everything and keep oh. keep killing it up at Wrestle Arts, and we'll keep trying to get people in the door for you. Uh, but yes, AEW Dynamite started uh, very, very uh, interestingly. Very, I, I told you it kind of had a bit of a ninety. <laughs> yeah, Dusty May, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, but yeah, had a very like late nineties Attitude Era type feel, like mm-hmm. k- kicking the show off backstage with like. Right. Was it Hangman and Kenny outside the ambulance? Which, first of all, it's like, oh wow, these two together on screen, like, yeah. all right, this a very, is a big a very, deal. A very inmadius Ras kind of thing, you know, starting in the middle, like after the attack had occurred, you know, yes. so kind of leaving you suspecting who did it. Which, like, who did it was not like the focal point of all of this. Which I think no. also kind of goes to Attitude Era, where there's these kind of like backstage conflicts that are kind of happening, and like they affect each other but like their storylines aren't like lined up to where you know like this is all expected to happen it doesn't one doesn't lead into another they're just kind of byproducts of yes. each other almost I and thought. yeah you're right in the moment it's not who did it it's oh man yeah. the young bucks are hurt they got to get mm-hmm. out of here and the very interesting thing <clears throat> excuse me was hangman coming into the ambulance with them and because kenny mm-hmm. obviously had the big match with the kingo uh-huh. um hangman the week prior the elite kind of had his back a little bit. Yeah. You know, this has been one of the fulcrum stories of AEW since the get go is the hangman, mm-hmm. young bucks, Kenny kind of whole yeah. intertwining like story, you know? Yeah. So now he's the one who jumps in and uh, yeah, just a very interesting and exciting and different way to open the show than we're used to. And I think it just set the tone for what I thought was an excellent show overall. And mm-hmm. Man, I can't wait to see the sequel this week. But uh, yeah, what'd you think of just the the non traditional opening here? I mean, it was very. It got your it got your attention, you yeah. know, and it and it like also like you know leaves a lot of like questions and stuff, and you know it's going to kind of come back. So it was kind of a great thing to have loom over the show because like not just that, and then we'll talk about like who did it or who yeah. the top suspect for doing it is. But like, also, you had the Kenny versus Dan Callis that kind of really heated Marvez interview, 
Um, so there were mm-hmm. just kind of lots of little, like I said, they all weren't completely sequential where one led into the other, but again, they all like were adjacent to each other. They, they, yeah. again, they, they affected, you know, they, they were all just kind of byproducts. Like I said, you know, they, you know, was it completely linear, but it was just a series of related things that happened that were thematically connected. Yes. Cool. And yeah, they kind of, as the show goes on, I can't, someone like, was it, they got a report from Hangman at the hospital or something saying like, yeah, he said, they said it was the Blackpool Combat Club. But yeah, like at the get go, you don't know. And then it's like, okay, and could it have been the House of Black, you know, because they had, they had just been feuding with them. Yeah. And they're kind of known to do things like that. But when you hear Blackpool Combat Club, not only is that like, oh shit, it's on. It's like, okay, now this is some fresh shit we're going to be sinking into. Oh, it is. Yeah, we haven't had like a Moxley versus Kenny thing since oh. since <laughs> Full Gear 2019. They had yeah well, a then, crazy match, but yeah, it's been well, a long time. Yeah, since Revolution 2020, because after that it was kind of oh done yeah, for, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. After that, but uh, um, but yeah, you know that definitely like makes this like the A story for sure. I mean, maybe not. I guess. I guess you still have MJF going on separately, but like I'm, A and a like D plus A or yeah. A or A prime, maybe. Yeah, you know, I they're, mean, they're both kind of the A story, really. I mean, damn. On you know? screen, AEW's crushing it right now. I'm just gonna acknowledge. I don't want to talk about it, but all this shit with CM Punk and Moxley and all this backstage bullshit keeps coming out. But Kyle from the Apron Bump said it perfectly today. It's like, if you care more about the backstage drama than the actual product, then you're not a wrestling fan or you're a terrible wrestling fan. And I couldn't have agreed more. Yeah, just and like then on, these shows have been amazing recently. So it's like, let's not let that... It sucks that all that shit has happened and happening, but like, let's enjoy the great product that they're putting on for us week in and week out. Like yeah, they're, totally. they're cooking right now. So. Yeah, they, they, they really are. This is a high watermark. And the introduction the black bull combat club to this stable over you know this this drama yeah i mean it's great because we have the mjf story that's you know always going to be and with you know, all the four pillars gra- which is very yeah. new and fresh and exciting as well yeah so um i guess i mean and i know this is very devil's advocate of me and very like rain on but like please how how's the undercard gonna kind of measure up to this you know yeah um that's that's gonna be like a few steps down because like if you think about belts below that you have tnt which like Okay, you know, I'm kind of enjoying the whole QTV thing. Yeah, I am to too. be honest. Like, yeah. like, like, like make it more comedy based stuff. Yeah, and um, like Powerhouse it, Hobbs is going to be an ass kicker regardless, yeah. but everything around it is kind of yeah. com- comedic. But. And then I guess once FTR really kind of gets involved with that match, the the the, the tag titles, I guess so the that's gun- next week. That's yeah, officially week. announced okay. for next week FTR versus the guns, tag titles versus FTR's uh, okay. AEW so, so, career. So, 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 oh wow. So, yeah. Okay. So, it's, and that's the thing. Dax on his podcast has pretty much said, like, we've made our decision. You'll know soon. So, there's still a chance they go to WWE when this really? is all said and done. So, if they win that match, obviously they're not. But if they lose that match, you better yeah. get ready to see them over there because that's where they're <laughs> headed. So, that the fascination alone. But you're right. Like, we've been calling for FTR to win those belts for mm-hmm. a year and a half at this point. So it'll be fascinating win or lose, I think. But I, it, it in my heart of hearts, I think they win and they stay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think, like, the gun club, kind of to go back to, you know, the point that kind of got us in here, it's like, I don't know, they just kind of, they're like, 
decent enough heels, but they just kind of don't have the super over. Like they're over because the acclaimed are over. Correct. You know, like they are still riding on their coattails. But they're a nice little placeholder title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not that they we talked about. They deserved it just with all the time and work that they've put in, and they've clearly worked hard to get to this point. But yeah, they're not FTR. They're not the Bucks. They're not. Aussie Open. They're not the acclaimed. They're not uh, top flight. We could go on and on and on, but I think with the spot that they've been put in, I think they've carried the ball pretty well. But you're yeah. right. Like, let's get back to some serious business with these tag titles. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, that was a little bit of a fun preamble. Let's uh, dig into the action here. <laughs> uh, a fun opener uh, with Sting, Darby, and Orange against the Butcher and the Blade and Kick Sabian. Um, you know, it didn't let the world on fire, but it was just cool seeing like first when St- or when OC came out with the face paint, I'm like, what is that? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh yeah, he's wrestling with dark, which I feel like the, the match the was announced like guys. kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> so I wasn't really expecting it, but yeah, really cool to just see him with them. And, um, I mean, Sabian has been pretty solid of late. I mean, mm-hmm. since he's been back, he's been, yeah. you know, he, he ain't gonna light. He's. And I don't want to say light the world on fire again, but he's a, he's a solid mid-card guy, you know. Right. It's good to have around. Yeah. Butcher and the Blade, I think, are always underrated. Uh, but, yeah, this was just a very fun, cool opening match. Yeah. No, totally. I think uh, – well, especially when Kick Sabian and Butcher and Blade, you know, they've been – um. They've been on TV, I guess, a little bit more lately, I feel like. And, you know, yeah. they, they, they made the most of it. But, yeah, a pretty good fun, you know uh, – opening match i guess this is sting's first time wrestling in a bit Am yeah I, right? I feel like it's been a bit since he had especially on like a dynamite yeah yeah so yeah you know I, like i said i think this was you know like i said a good like kind of just opener fairly unrelated to the drama that occurred you know just to sort of settle people in and have some fun yep yeah and they uh they kind of hyped up after the match when darby won the the whole segment with the four pillars the previous week um, MJF wasn't on the show, so that was just kind of a way to, you know, keep that storyline hot. Yeah. Um, yeah, then we got a guns versus top flight match, which really just kind of served as um, the kingdom getting involved here as they've been kind of feuding with top flight on Ring of Honor, which I've not watched. So there's a two hour shows. I've watched the majority of all four of them. It's been pretty damn good. Really? Um yeah, it's been very solid. So, you know, I'm not going to watch all two hours every week. I'll kind of pick and choose, but I'm happy. It feels different than AEW, even though there are some crossovers, but it's been it's been a nice product. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought this was pretty good for what it was. I mean, it was it was quick. Got the guns a cheap win and kind of furthered uh, that feud. But, and, yeah, after the match, then we got – FTR coming out and I thought I thought good old Sid Gunn did a hell of a job on the mic here. Yeah, like, oh yeah. Never. No, no, no. <laughs> Just super duper annoying asshole, yeah. but I thought he he crushed it. I thought. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, and I remember him being very vociferous about how yes. the thing that is going to happen wasn't going to happen originally, but now it is. Yes. Yeah, cuz they clearly you know, they tried to talk him into it. Like, it'll be our last time. Is it going for the belts? Not good enough. And eventually when they're like, we'll leave AEW. So mm-hmm. um, that is what uh, they got them the match. And like we said, that will be next week. Um, we had some Jade Cargill bullshit that uh, 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> just kind of over all that to this yeah. point. But uh, there is some shit on Rampage with it. But okay, then we had uh, Hook and Stokely Hathaway. Yeah, in a, in, a, in a whatever match. Yeah. Yeah, in a fun I, little thing yeah, here. I, I will say this. I've never seen, and in, in maybe this in, in at least my, what, two and a half years of watching this, um, like that somebody takes one of the barricades and puts them up like that. Is he? Um, oh yeah. He did. I forget what movie did to Stokely on the barricade, or maybe he just threw him the fuck onto it. But, but yeah, you know, I, I at least thought that was unique in what was just kind of a glorified squash match. Yeah, Stokely gave him the doctor's note, which was a, a receipt from Wingstop, which we had ourselves a little bit of a Wingstop experience on we Saturday did. night. We did. We did the triple B bar. <laughs> not, not great. Do not recommend. No, we recommend the BBBs us, but not the triple B in Indy. No, no, it was. Uh, but it credit was, to the bartender; she, the she bartender. was doing a heck of a job. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. It was just, it was weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was what it was. But at least uh, we get Ethan Page versus Hook coming soon. I don't think it's this week, but um, we'll. You know, you talked recently Real about match, all right. Yeah, it's time to take the kid gloves off a of Hook. So. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had a couple matches that have been a little more serious. This will definitely be his quote-unquote biggest opponent for, la- you know. Mm. He's going to win, I'm sure. But, yeah, it's like it's been well over a year of this same squash, 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 squash. So, I'll be – I hope Ethan Page – I hope they get eight, ten minutes, you know. Like, let's – like, Hook is legit. Uh, let's just see him see him start selling, see him start taking a beating a little yeah. more. So, but, yeah. Um, okay, and then Adam Cole, baby. I so I thought as great as Cole is, I thought Daniel Garcia kind of stole this segment in my opinion. Yeah, oh One, yeah, he did. He, yeah. The look he had with just that leather jacket, kind of like draped off his shoulder with the leather hat, or maybe he maybe didn't even have the hat, but I don't know. He had the look down, and I just thought this was by far the best promo work we've seen from him. Oh, yeah, and yeah. It's clear that his time as a sports entertainer um, and, you know, clearly learning under Chris Jericho has benefited him. And I did love, but he was in the very heat of the promo. And he's like, that's why I'm the best professional. And he cuts himself off from saying professional wrestler and says sports entertainer. But, yeah, like as Cole was out there, I'm like, man, who is he going to face? And knowing that I'll be there in the crowd tomorrow, I'm certainly I was certainly a little more invested and Mm -hmm. I could not be happier. I think Daniel Garcia is a great first opponent for him back. I think they're going to have an awesome match. Mm -hmm. Um, Cole is coming back renewed, you know, second lease on life, so to speak here. Fresh shot. Um, I can't remember if you and I talked about it. Um, I know I've talked about it with someone, but I think Cole, well, and I'll give Tim King the credit initially. He mm-hmm. said it, it, Cole, to be the one to eventually dethrone MJF for the world title. Yeah. That'd Thoughts be good, especially, that. especially if he's turning face. I, I mean, mean he's full face, full right? Face. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. face. So, yeah, yeah, which he so. hasn't been at all in AEW and really even in his entire time in WWE. I mean, he was a pretty big heel. So, right. strap me in. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good candidate, especially if you want to kind of build up like a big comeback with him. That'd be a good story um, to kind of go against what MJF is doing. When we talked, you know, I think it was the show when we talked about uh, Revolution, 
you had mentioned the four pillars. We talked a lot, which that's the direction they're going right now. Clearly, mm-hmm. like I would assume they're going to do the four-way at double or nothing, but maybe they do singles matches. I don't know, but I love that Possibly. they're going that route. We obviously talked Hangman. Clearly, he is mixed up with a bunch of shit right now, so that could be tabled for a bit, but I still think we're going to get a Hangman-MJF match during this reign, but... Cole, I think, makes perfect sense. You know, I think it'll be down the line. I think it'd be probably full gear at the soonest, like give MJF about a year with it. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, Cole hadn't been booked the best since coming to AEW. I mean, he won that Owen Hart Cup, which was kind of meaningless. You know, he'd had a few, you know, he had a few good matches moments, but nothing earth shattering. And, I mean, he basically carried NXT for two years. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see kind of a fresh coat of paint, renewed energy, baby face Adam Cole. And uh, I'll probably be wearing my All Elite Bay Bay shirt tomorrow. So let's fucking go. You heard me? Yeah, I heard you. Loud and clear. <laughs> you got anything else on that? No, not really. I think that would, that would be kind of a, like I said, a pretty interesting prospect. I'd be down for that. And then next we had the the Marvez Omega Callis <laughs> interview, which... I loved because it kind of harkened back to those old days of Kenny being champ. It reminded me of the golf course promo yeah. or the one where they were in the school with the kids with like yeah. Marvez was just showing up wherever. So yeah. just getting that dynamic with the three of them again. But um, yeah, it was a little, uh, the little, the callous and them were a little off put. Yeah. By that. And, no, uh, they were a little off put. They shoved Marvez out of the way. That was yeah. fun. <laughs> Poor end. guy. Yeah. Um, but yes, and then Moxley versus Beef Stu Grayson. I thought this was actually a damn good 10-minute match. Uh yeah, I thought it was solid. Yeah. Stu didn't get he fought off getting choked out, got stood up. Um, you know, I this was I believe his first television singles match in AEW. Um, and he was released or not re-signed for quite a bit so just his second match back and uh yeah he looked he looked great um and yeah i mean we knew moxley was gonna win but i thought he put up a heck of a fight oh yeah i think he did too like i think this could have easily been like you know especially with like dark order hangman conflict little plot matchy squashy yeah and it wasn't no, no. And it took, I mean, hell, it took Mox a lot to put him away. Like I said, uh, he didn't end up choking him out, which he's done to a lot of opponents. And he had to hit the the avalanche uh, death rider from the top rope to get the win. So, right. um, yeah. And then there was a brief Ricky Starks thing talking about Jusa Robinson, mm-hmm. which was addressed on uh, Rampage where Juice basically said he hates the state of Missouri and didn't mm-hmm. want to fight there. So they're wrestling in two weeks in New York, which yeah. I'm happy because Juice Robinson needs a little shine here in AEW because he is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then we had the QTV segment. So you're you're a fan of this. I, we yeah, really I thought it was funny. It, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was, you know, pretty pretty silly and, and kind of good for them you know like yeah. i think it's a good place for for these people obviously show, you know? def it's just tmz is what they're doing mm-hmm. but yeah this is the second week they've done it um they've got the female the new female harley cameron which i think adds a nice touch you know she's out there taking video at ringside and just yeah. being kind of a smug b word and uh 
yeah, I'm I'm for it. I know uh, you know we've kind of shat on QT a little bit, but I've always you know I've always said I think the guy is a fine wrestler, a good worker. He can draw heat. He's just kind of been a fun person to make fun of. Really, just stemming yeah. back from that Paul White QT match for oh, totally. us. But uh, yeah, I, I like QT, and uh, I'm happy yeah, that this is uh, going on and uh, Me working, too, yeah. working well. So uh, yeah. Uh, Tony Storm defeats Sky Blue in about eight minutes and change. I thought this was a nice match as well. Just kind of, you know, continuing the the mm. solid progress that the women's division has continued to make over the last six or so months. Uh, mm -hmm. Sky Blue clearly, you know, a young home. They kept hitting on the homegrown, homegrown, homegrown aspect of it that she mm -hmm. just keeps getting better and better every time she goes out. I mean, Tony Storm obviously is legit, but uh yeah, I thought this was uh, pretty damn good. What'd you think? Yeah, I think, yeah, like, I, like especially, like, Sky Blue. Like, I don't know, she's kind of always sort of in these sort of, like, lower, like, little squashy ones. But, yeah, no, I think it was, you know, a pretty good, you know, a pretty good entertaining, you know, like, match that seemed to kind of improve or seemed to kind of or at least continue the improving women's trajectory, you know, women's division trajectory, I think. You know, kind of this whole um, WWE people versus – the homegrown people I think is, you know, the best thing that they've had going in a, in a total sense in a while. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, heck the other outcasts were at ringside. So mm -hmm. I know they kind of like tied up the ref a few times. So, mm -hmm. you know, Tony needed a little bit of help from her friends and then, yep. uh, uh, Willow Nightingale and Riho ended up coming out. I love that Riho, you know, she's about 90 pounds soaking wet, but she's coming out and looking like a badass. And I'm with, loving with that big with, with that big pipe or whatever. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I'm loving every second of it. And Willow is someone that I just love each, each more each time I watch her out. Um, she recently had a match with Athena for the Ring of Honor title on Ring of Honor TV that was excellent and one of my favorite American women's matches of the year. And I think mm -hmm. she's got she's got that boisterous kind of personality character to her, but she can also fight and knuckle down and get serious. Mm -hmm. And uh yeah, just happy that we're talking more positives about the women's division seemingly every week other than Jade Cargill, which right. whatever. Um, she stinks. <laughs> Yeah, she's uh, she's not great, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So then they, I forgot about this. They cut to Stu Grayson getting checked on by the trainers, and then they Claudio Mox and uh, Wheeler just beat the shit out of him. They did, yeah, yeah. They just came there and just clocked him. Yeah, yeah. even after they won the match. Yeah. So Oops. again, just further cementing BCC as. The he top is. heels on this show, I mean, top faction, obviously. We've got MJF. He is who he is. But, yeah, I just love this mean streak of this whole team. Um, yeah. And it's continued on Ring of Honor with Claudio and Wheeler. And, obviously, Mox hasn't really changed, you know? Like, he's yeah. always kind of been this guy. I guess he's just a little more forward with his assholedom. But, yeah. like, Wheeler, just in general, his facial expressions have been slowly morphing, mm -hmm. and he's kind of coming out looking more like a killer Right, Claudio as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, this uh, this storyline ain't going any anywhere anytime soon. But the main event, yes. the dream match, which, you know, that term gets thrown around often, but I'd say this is pretty close to one, um, was supposed to happen a couple of years ago in AAA in Mexico, did not due to Kenny's injury. 
Kenny Omega versus El Ijo del Vikingo, the AAA Mega Champion. I presume that was your first time seeing him, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, just really surprised. Like, you know, not a very gonna... big guy compared to no. Kenny. Like, probably like weighs how much? How many pounds less? Wow. Like, like, like giving up a whole lot of yeah, probably weight. forty pounds less. Yeah, than yeah. Him. But, but I mean, man, like that dude. Like, you can't have him in any sort of hold that he can't counter. I yeah, feel like you know, there was some pretty insane stuff. On this yeah. I mean, you. I feel like you'd kind of generally gravitate a little more towards the flippy side of things. Yeah. So, and I think he is probably the best high flyer in the world. I'd put Ray Phoenix at number two, uh-huh. and those two had a crazy match last year. But Vikingo, I feel like every time out does two to three moves I've never seen before, and right. yeah, so many of those like flipping hurricane ranas, inverted poison yeah. ranas, whatever. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, what'd you think of a Kingo and what'd you think of this match here? Yeah, no, I mean, there was one move where I think Kenny had him like it was like in a power bomb, and then Kenny was about to like throw him back, and then he like grabbed Kenny's neck. Yeah. And then just like went back down and like stood on his hands and then pulled, <laughs> like it was just stuff like that. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. You know, for him to have that. I mean, I know Kenny's like kind of like going into it, but like, you know, the, the weight differential is is insane. So I mean yeah. What do you think um, of that springboard 630 outside through the table? Yeah, yeah. That was a great <laughs> move to finally, you know, go through, uh, put somebody through the table on. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was all impressive. It was an extremely exciting match, you know, like in terms of dynamite matches that I've seen this year. I mean, definitely probably my favorite one, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I went four and three quarter stars on it. Dave Meltzer went five. I just think it was a little too much, you know, little lacked a little psychology to, for it to truly get up to that five star level yeah. for me. But just what a fucking spectacle and incredible to watch. And I mean Kenny obviously just the perfect opponent for a guy like that because he can go right with him and do all of that and you know yeah. kind of, like you said kind of guide him through. Mm-hmm. so to speak but um yeah just incredible stuff and i hope we get to see more of a kingo we so they did announce for the ring of honor pay-per-view which is this friday he'll be wrestling commander who is another luchador who was in the face of the revolution ladder match which i can't remember was either before or after revolution did you did you watch i think so yeah i think yeah yeah i think it's before he was the masked luchador in that who i'd never seen there which he was also awesome and did a bunch of crazy fucking moves so Mm -hmm. yeah that should be a great match hell that show is gonna be awesome claudio versus eddie kingston Mm -hmm. there's like a five team uh lat well we can talk about that too but uh um, shit, we might as well just pull it up here since we're already talking about With it. the Ring of Honor. Um, and yeah, and it's it's this Friday. Um, we don't necessarily need to do predictions, but I just want to – hell, I already mentioned half the card. And you'll, of course, recognize a lot of it. So, uh, yeah, the, so the Briscoes were the Ring of Honor tag champs, obviously have since vacated. So Mark is wrestling Samoa Joe for the television title. Cool. And then the tag team championship is a reach for the sky ladder match, which was Jay Briscoe's thing. And it's the Lucha Brothers versus Top Flight versus the Kingdom versus Aussie Open versus La Faction and Gobernable Rouge and Drillistico. So wow. that match is going to be fucking nuts. Yeah, it looks wicked. And can't wait to see. I know you haven't seen a ton of Aussie Open, but they've been lighting it up in New Japan. They've uh, been killing it on Ring of Honor. So I can't wait to see them in the mix with all these teams. 
We've got uh, the Embassy, which is Brian Cage, Khan, and Toa Leona, which is his goons, versus AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik for the World Six-Man titles. That'll be a hoot of a good time. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe, I just mentioned. Athena versus Yuka Sakazaki, who, was, who just lost the TJPW Princess of Princess Championship. Yeah. She's been in AEW a few times, but that's a big match. This one here gets me a little hard. Wheeler Yuta versus Katsuyori Shibata for the yeah. ROH Pure title. So, yeah, Shibata's first – well, second match since the Orange match last year. He had one with Tom Lawler in Japan at the end of last year. But, yeah, he just kind of – he's not really wrestling, and then all of a sudden his name mm. will get thr- – like Wheeler – back in, beaten, yeah. Yeah, he beat Clark Connors, who was who was trained by Shibata in the mm-hmm. LA Dojo. So he'd kind of been calling them out, and he's eventually like, "All right, Shibata, bring it yeah. on." So wow, yeah, I hope I wish Shibata would win one of these fucking matches, and maybe he will. But again, I'm just happy to be seeing him. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Elijo Del Vikingo versus Commander for the AAA Mega Championship, and Claudio versus Eddie Kingston, which that's been a feud forever in the making on the indies there's legitimate dislike between those two guys yeah. there was an awesome sit down interview with them last week that was really good so yeah can't wait for that show but uh who do you like in the final four here while we're oh the final four um good question i mean i, I know yukon <laughs> is the heavy favorite probably them uh i would say them but i think i'm know. pulling for miami yeah, yeah I mean, that, that team's been sure. fun to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I kind of wish the matchups were opposite and we could get UConn Miami in the championship because yeah. those are clearly the two best teams. But hey, Dutch or V May, it's going to be very yeah. interesting. It this, is going to be interesting. I think you know? that's San Diego State's favored by two and then UConn's favored by five and a half. Yeah, San Diego like, State's one of those like big muck it up, like slow it down games. Yes. They're able to do that against Bama and Creighton. I mean, that's kind of the key. Like if yep. they do that, they seem to. I haven't really, really watched any FAU. Did have you seen much Dusty? Because I really uh, haven't. Watched yeah, them. I, I watched their game against FDU and then watched their game, some of their game against Tennessee. I mean, you know, they just are pretty good overall are they more team. of a like fast pace they are ball? they, yes. they so are yeah clash of styles in that one yes yes interesting i might take the miami money line against uconn fuck <laughs> all right I- cue dramatic sounds this is a public service announcement manscape yes. now has beard products and is going even further with their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Go ahead and tell the world, the leaders in Below the Waist Grooming are traveling north of your South Pole with their revolutionary grooming products. The new Weed Whacker 2.0 and their new beard line confirms they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. Ooh, time for you to upgrade your game by going to manscaped.com and using our code BBB. For 20% off plus free shipping. Tell them more, baby. All right, gentlemen, meet the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It is the ultimate package that makes it easier than ever to craft your signature look. It all starts with the cordless electric Beard Hedger. The Beard Hedger is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. This waterproof cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths. Wow, that's a lot. Like, I, I can't even barely grow a beard, let alone, let alone have like 20 different sizes for it. All with one guard. So, no more messy drawers. Greg guard? Add-ons. No, yeah, Greg guard. One Greg guard. 
And Pro Kit also comes with four, I tell you, four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care. We got Manscaped's Beard Shampoo and Conditioner, Beard Oil, and Beard Balm to moisturize, um, style, and shimmer your new beard. Plus, the kit has three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors. So that's the fourth gift. I was wondering if uh, they counted wrong, but they did. <laughs> Wish a nice beard. Um, uh, with a nice beard, your face is perfectly groomed, right? Wrong. You need to keep an eye out for those tough-to-trim ear and nose hairs. You don't want your um, ear and nose beard to get in, in the way of your face beard. So, yeah, Weed Whacker 2.0 um, offers improved blades and skin-safe technology with a no-tugging guarantee. It's never been so painless to mine your manholes. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it was never painful for me to mind my manholes. This doesn't sound fun. Um, now that you have I'm, your face looking great, you must try Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, the classic for the full body grooming experience. And good news, the mm. four Performance Package 4.0 now comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0. They've upgraded. And wow. all the other below the voice grooming products Manscaped is known for. And I would be remiss by not talking about the Plow 2.0. Mm, you love the plow. I gave myself a hot water shave this morning. <laughs> heated up that metal. One of the true pleasures of life, the true underrated, unknown pleasures of life. The plow uh, 2.0. Can't wait for the 3.0. I have some ideas for it um, if they want to hit me up. Um, your significant other would be delighted to see you covering all bases this spring, if you know what I mean. Take a sweat. Funny, funny, funny. Oh, shit, I lost the... Here we go. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code BBB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using our code BBB. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And you know what? Your balls will thank you. De nada. Okay. WrestleMania 39! Presumably the first WrestleMania without Vince McMahon's involvement, which is pretty crazy. I mean, I know there are plenty of uh, pundits and conspiracy theorists and marks out there that think he's still running the show and... You know, maybe he does have some impact. But by and large, this is the first Triple H run WrestleMania. And uh, I'm very, very excited. And since you've been on board and we've watched the last two WrestleManias, um, they've both been pretty damn good, especially last year's. I thought, shit, I I don't have my rankings on me. Uh, Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Myself and Kevin Rogue did a little uh, Saturday morning stream ranking all the WrestleManias. I think I had last year's like, near the bottom of the top 10 or, you know, not too far from that area. I'd say somewhere from like 10 to 14. So So in in good overall position. Yeah. In the top third for sure. And then 37 the year before is probably right around the middle of the pack. Uh, But yeah, coming off two pretty good ones. And I am very, very excited about this year's. Um, Mm -hmm. I've finally, you know, gotten back into WWE since, Vince left and the product by and large has been pretty damn good for the most part so this is kind of my first Wrestlemania with full investment since like 34 which uh, was the one that kind of started me walking away Um, so yeah I'm excited and we're just going to quickly run through the card here 
I assume we'll probably be watching together here both nights. I know, I guess, Rich and Dan are coming down Saturday. So nice. sure we can get a little hoot nanny going. Yep. But, uh, yes, yeah, so not all the matches are known for which night it's going to be yet. So we're just going to use the Wikipedia card here. Yeah. List six matches for night one, one match for night two, and then a night TBC, which I don't know. So are there all unannounced mass, ma, ma, um, matches? Ma, mass, good Lord. Messages. Pardon? Are there any um, unannounced ma matches, I assume? I thought you said haunted house matches. Haunted. I almost said masochistic. Like, like uh, that was kind of just coming out, I think. That was really trying to work itself out. Masochistic ways. Kill Bill. Um, I don't believe there are any unannounced matches that aren't on here. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, we've got a total of 13, which is pretty fucking brisk for a two night show. I mean, hell, what was it? Uh, all out or whatever had like 13 matches alone, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Triple H has done a heck of a job kind of spacing out the cards for all the pay-per-views and, you know, giving everything time. So I don't, like I said, I don't believe there's anything to be announced. So let's just roll through them. We will save Cody and Roman for the end and we'll run through these six night oneers, And then presumably most of these would be night two. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, first we have Austin Theory versus John Cena for the WWE United States Championship. We were in the crowd for Raw in Louisville in November end of last year when Theory kind of had a bit of a breakout moment. Um, yeah. Great promo, really took the shit out on Seth Rollins at the end. I've been very impressed with him ever since then. Uh. But uh, who do you got in this one? Cena kind of did a one-off comeback, and uh, then match was announced there, and he's kind of synonymous with the U.S. title. So, yeah, yeah. who you got? Probably theory. I mean, I just have a hard time seeing Cena as busy as he is with movies coming back, you know? Yeah, my. so I'm going to pick theory too, but I was watching Raw with Addy last night, and the one thing I said was – I guess I could see Cena winning and then Theory just wins it back the next night on Raw. Yeah. You know, you give, but like I just think a, an Austin Theory win over John Cena at WrestleMania is important. And I think, uh, you know, even if he has to use nefarious means to do so, I think him getting that win would be a watershed moment for him. So for I'm, sure. with, I'm with you. I'm going to stick yeah. Theory, but wouldn't be shocked if they went that route of Cena winning and dropping it back quickly. Yeah, a match I'm very excited about: Seth Rollins and Logan Paul, stemming back from the Royal Rumble when Logan uh, eliminated Seth, and the build has been pretty damn good. And we've definitely been a big fan of everything Logan Paul's done in WWE. Shockingly, but the guy is good. What do you think? Yep, yeah. I think Logan Paul is going to have to eventually win one of these. So you got Logan. Yep. Well, I think did they well, obviously he didn't beat Reigns. Did he? He and the Miz. Did they I think, win? Oh, I think, yeah, I think they won. But I think he's you know. But a big single. I mean, this is only his second singles match. I'm pretty true. sure. Oh, true. I, mean, I, I believe. To, I, may have, I may have to go back on that. I guess if it hasn't been that long, I'll I, I will go back and I'll so, pick Seth Rollins. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I think he's this gonna is have to win one of these against a big guy at some point if they keep giving it to him on pay per views. And I know he's like over. But I think eventually it's it's going to happen, and it'll be an exciting upset. But since this is his second time out, not today, so I am going to move my pick back to Seth Rollins. Yeah, I'm just looking officially. So this is his 
fourth singles match, fifth match overall, if you include the Royal Rumble. Um, he and Miz did get the win in tag team action in WrestleMania last year, and then he did defeat the Miz. Paul Logan defeated the Miz in singles action at SummerSlam last year. So, I mean, the Miz ain't Roman Reigns or uh, fucking Seth Rollins, but, you know, he did get a couple of wins. But I'm with – I mean, I think Seth Rollins has got to win this. I mean, yes. he's outside of Roman – well, outside of Sami Zayn, really – probably the most over person in the company. He's got the crowd in the palm of his hands. His performances have been unbelievable. Um, I just, I'd be hard pressed to not see him win. And I mean, Logan Paul will be just fine, but you're right. I mean, hopefully he keeps sticking around cause he's a natural. And uh, yeah. if he does, yeah, he's going to rack up a big win or two, but yeah, this, yep. I think this should be a really good match cause Logan can fucking work. So yeah. All right, we got Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. Do you even know who Trish and Lita are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Trish. Yeah, yeah. Isn't she going in the Hall of Fame this year? Stacy Keebler. Stacy Keebler. Oh, okay, gotcha. I believe Trish and Lita are already both in it. But... Are they? Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I thought it was her. I was going to pick her if they were going into the Hall of Fame, you know, because I, I don't think she's going to would lose that match. But, uh. I don't really know. Uh, I guess I'll go with them over damage control just because old person back in WWE and John Cena, I guess, is that and not winning. So I guess I'll go with that. I'll take damage control maybe because it's what I want to see more. I'd mm -hmm. rather see the active young competitors get the win. And damage control is – I feel like they've kind of gotten raked over the coals a little bit, like haven't gotten mm -hmm. enough big wins or big moments with how they're presented. Yeah. So I'm going to pick damage control here, and I'll be, I'll be a little bummed if they don't win this. So, uh, All right, the Beaumont Rand Invitational ooh. here. Brock Lesnar versus Omas. Nick Camarado. <laughs> uh, That's my pick. Okay. Yeah. I'm, taking, <laughs> I'm taking Omas. Yeah. Uh, really? Like, it's, like, it's, yeah. What's the point of doing this if he's not going to win? Right, I mean, right, yeah. And there's all these rumors with Lesnar maybe quitting or retiring and being done with WWE, which I would love. Just get out of here. Yeah. Like, I'm not a Lesnar hater. I just – there's so much talent there, and this is a guy that just keeps getting brought back and put in the top spot over and over and only hits maybe 25% of the time, in my opinion, so – I mean, I don't really give a shit about this match, obviously. I think they've done an okay job of building it and just showing that, you know, Omas is physically, obviously, superior to Brock Lesnar. So, I mean, it's like they couldn't have a good Brock Lesnar-Bobby Lashley or Big Bob, excuse me, match. Yeah. So, are we really going to expect a good Brock Lesnar-Omas match? No, no, but do it in three to five minutes and... I mean, yeah, probably Get going out loud on a limb here to pick Omas, but... What the fuck? I mean, I'd rather see that, too, to be honest. So if yeah. I technically have to pick, which, like, I already picked. But if I had to pick again, I would pick Omos. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, very excited about this one. Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Bianca has had the Raw Women's Championship for one year after beating Becky Lynch at last year's WrestleMania. Uh, who you got here? Let's go Asuka. 
I, this is one of the toughest ones to pick. I'm going to take Bianca. Okay. I think they might be going maybe not the Roman Reigns route, but like really giving her a long title run. I mean, not three years or whatever, nearly three years, but but I would be very, very happy to see Oscar win and get back to the top and certainly not shocked one bit if that were to happen, but I will I officially it. take Bianca. Yep. Concurrent. All right, and the other women's champion. See, I feel like one of these will probably be on the other night, but I don't know. Anywho, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't even have to say anything here, but who you got? Ray, Ray, Rhea. Yes, mommy. Mommy. Yes. If she doesn't win, this is the match. This is probably of all the matches. If Rhea Ripley doesn't win, I'm going to do something bad. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be. Punch Addy, you know? Who knows? Punch Addy. <laughs> <laughs> Kick Ross. No. Titty flick, titty flick Ross. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> but, God, it's got to be that'd Rhea be Ripley great. here, man. Like, she's been on a roll. Charlotte disappeared for a while, as she does. I mean, whatever. Rhea Ripley is a dominator. She's got charisma. She's an amazing wrestler. She's got the look. Charlotte mm. is just blah. Yeah. Let's go, mommy. Let's go, mommy. Okay. <laughs> I say this for all these. Another match. This is going to be great. I mean, most go- of these are going to be on night two. I mean, they clearly yeah. aren't going to like dump all these on night one. Just, yeah. Well, so I don't know if the, all these night one matches here are even correct. Okay. You know? Yeah. But anyway, I'm just point is I'm excited about this show. God damn it, Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre, triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship. Who you got? Uh, I mean, are they going to go with like a big Gunther dominance thing? You know, that's kind of who. <sighs> Here, let me pull it up for you because he's had that belt for quite a while already. Yeah. Um, it's not been a year by any means, but just so you know, and remember, we had the epic Gunther Sheamus match last year, WWE match of the year, in my opinion. Uh, Gunther's had the belt for 292 days. So it's been a pretty dominating run thus far. Yeah. Well, let's go, Sheamus. Fuck it. I'm going Sheamus as well. In fact, I said it after he lost the second match to Gunther. I'm like, he's got to win this belt at WrestleMania. Now, what I hope is that he actually pins Gunther to do so. And it's not just like a, you. <laughs> that would be feed, feed right into Drew deserves so much better yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for yeah, him yeah, in there to eat right that pin. It. But yeah. I just think it needs to be definitive over Gunther. But I also understand them wanting to protect Gunther and not have him eat the pin. But, yeah, I, I'm picking right. Sheamus as well for sure. Yeah. Edge versus, as we just learned last night, the demon Finn Balor, which was a gimmick he used to come out, like face paint, crawl to the ring, very yeah. demonic, if you will, in NXT. Hasn't busted it out much at all in recent years, so pretty big deal there. Hell in a Cell also came out today. It's not going to be that bullshit red Hell in a Cell, but the OG – uh, but yeah, who you got, Edge or the Demon Finn Balor? Let's, let's go the Demon Finn it's, Balor. It's got to be the Demon, baby. Even before he announced the Demon, I'm like, you, and I love Edge, top ten all time for me. Love the guy, but Finn needs this a lot more than him. 
and Edge has already gotten plenty of wins. So, yeah. Okay, so then we've got a couple. They're calling WrestleMania Showcase Fatal Four Way Tags. See again, I feel like they'll split these two up on different yeah, nights. So probably uh, the women. We've got Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia and Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Um, this is confusing gonna to look at. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna love this one. Yeah, this is really confusing to look at. I'll pick Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. I mean, let's, I, let's do it. I would think it'll be one of them or Ronda and Shayna, and just to be different, I'll take Ronda and Shayna. Um, okay, subversive. I do. I like Shotzi. I really like Chelsea Green. I think she's <clears throat> been playing like a Karen gimmick, and I think she's been doing it quite well. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm excited to see her on this show. Yeah. Um, and on the men's side, Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. Who you got? Braun Strowman and Ricochet. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Street Profits here. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna take them too, but I'll still take Braun Strowman and Ricochet to be yeah. subversive. Braun's your boy. I think this will be really good, and I think this could lead to Otis leaving Alpha Academy and joining the Maximum Male Models as he's been getting uh, recruited by Maxine Dupree, and she's calling him Otis. Otis. <laughs> so that's been fun. But, yeah, I think this will be great. <sighs> this one, this match could steal the whole fucking show here. We've got the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Usos have held the belts for 619 days. Who do you got? Uh, I mean, are both of them going to turn over? I, I, I think if they really want to make a big splash with this, maybe both of them will. So KO and Sami Zayn. It is going to be the crumbling of the bloodline, but it has to be. It's all been building towards this. It's been such perfect storytelling. So good. One of the best angles WWE's run in nine years uh yeah kevin and sammy have to win uh i think (laughs) so it's gonna be awesome to see those two together finally on the same page they've had so many great tag team matches together in the ring of honor days i mean they've had a handful in wwe but nothing on this level they've been billing it as the biggest tag team match of all time not i mean it's one of them Especially in that company, no doubt about it, which is the biggest company in the world. So I'm here for it. I'm fucking excited. I mean, I'm I'm wearing the shirt. Kevin mm-hmm. Owens, like he is, he has has been my favorite WWE wrestler since yes. 2014, 15. Yeah. And the Sami Zayn run has been so fucking great. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be losing it during this one. I I feel so. Yes. And again, I feel like this will probably. Well, I don't know. Do they do these both? Maybe maybe it would make sense to do these both on the same night, but uh going to be wild. Yes. <laughs> uh, before we get to the main event, we have Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. He finally got his dad to hit him, and he basically got in his mom's face and told her to shut up. And yeah, that's what finally got uh, <laughs> finally got Ray to snap after all these months. But it was a cool moment, you know, like that had obviously been building and building and building. And he re- kept refusing to hit his son and refusing to fight his son. He told his mom, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> 
then he talks <laughs> shit to his sister too. Like they were at ringside, and then yeah. Anywho, um, I think this should be good. I mean, real, <laughs> real life shit here. You know, you've got father versus son at WrestleMania. What yeah. a big moment for the two of them, and. Yeah. I think this is going to deliver. I think it's going to be really good. I don't know who's going to win, but who are you picking? Isn't is Rey Mysterio going into the Hall of Fame? He is. Yeah, he is. Okay, yeah. So that's the one who's on the show the that's going. Yeah, in. yeah. I know Andy Kaufman's going in too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had a legendary angle with Jerry the King Lawler back in Memphis. I mean, let, let's go down. Like I could see him, like you know, like his Hall of Fame induction, like a match putting his son over. Yeah. I'm pu- I'm going Dominic as well. I think again, like he's gonna put his son over, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Judgment Day. That's the thing. Think about it, big picture. You have Finn. We both <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> we have Finn, the demon, who we both predicted to win. We have Rhea Ripley, who we both predicted to win, yeah. and now Dominic Mysterio. So yeah, big night for Judgment Day. <laughs> Bad night for the bloodline, and Mrs. Mysterio is gonna be shut up after this one. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that once we're done. I'm gonna here. have to send you. The, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure that is what broke him. Was after he said, "Don't talk to your mother like that." <laughs> oh, you know what we should have done for if you recall, even though, and maybe we'll save it, but I know I've told you about this. It was the Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero ladder match for the custody of Dominic. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've never done that. I, don't think, I showed yeah. Addy the graphic of it last night because yeah. we were watching it. And, yeah, it's a hoot. But yeah. Um, yeah, anyhow, on to the main event and uh, one of the biggest matches in years. And improbable this would have happened a year ago and holy shit i can't believe it but we've got roman reigns against cody rhodes for the w or undisputed w ugh, undisputed wwe universal championship which reigns has held for 941 days yes you got cody Cody. Yeah, Cody. I mean, I guess like it's, it's got to be right. Time to yeah. finish the story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it just – it felt like in when they were in the U.K. and Drew had that match, it felt like that was the time. And I was yeah. a little bummed that it didn't happen then. But mm-hmm. had faith that they would figure it out, and they have. And everything from that point with the bloodline has been so fucking compelling. And, yeah, yeah while Cody wasn't – fully entrenched and all that he's kind of been integrated and the promos have been really good and yeah it's just crazy that this is happening kudos to cody motherfucker knew the exact moment when to jump ship and knew Mm -hmm. that he was gonna be the top fucking star even missed eight months or however long and by god he is over like wildfire hot as fish grease as jcb would say Yeah, Cody's going to win, and there will be many tears from him, maybe one from me. I don't know. Um, I'm just really excited about all of this. Like, as we've gone through this, just, wow, there's some heavy fucking hitters here. We're going to be amongst friends, going to be hooting and hollering. Man, what a week. What a week. Yeah, I know. Like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty exciting, especially like with this whole story coming to a head. Yeah. You know, like I said, I think I said this on a previous episode, but it's gonna be a big sports moment. 
you know, mm-hmm. like it's going to be one of those things you're going to see on like ESPN. For and, sure. You know, that's going to kind of get, get, get the, the, the um, wake of this is going to be bigger than just the normal thing. So I'm curious to see just how it, it's shot, how it, how it looks, you know, um, how they go about it. Um, you know, cause I think, you know, they're, they're in for a moment that's going to be bigger than their, their normal audience and their normal, no um, you know, sort of their, their normal beyond their normal reach. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Indeed. Um, I guess we didn't necessarily preview dynamite for tomorrow. So let's just talk a little bit about what's coming because we did talk about Cole and Garcia, uh, but the match that I'm obviously most excited about is Kenny Omega versus Jeff Cobb for the IWGP United States Championship. And it made me think, have you seen much? Uh, Jeff Cobb, I know, had I like not, odd yeah. dynamite match, maybe even before you started watching. But yeah, I mean, I was so you've not seen any of his matches. No, I've not. I don't believe okay. so. And he, it's Tom's favorite wrestler for sure. Um, he's a big, big, beefy boy from he represented Guam in the Olympics many years ago. Uh, but yeah, he and Shingo had a bona fide five star match a couple years ago at Wrestle Kingdom. The guy can fucking work. It's going to be a interesting styles clash with he and Kenny for sure. But can't wait for that. Yeah. We've got Orange Cassidy versus the Butcher and just another trot orange yeah. out there to defend the title match. And they're all three yeah. and a half stars above i mean we know exactly what we're getting what with you're gonna these. get with it yeah never mad about watching orange wrestle in a semi-high profile match but uh, right it would be nice for him to get like a and again no disrespect to the butcher or any of these people he's been beaten but they've all been mid carters for the most part you know like right. i would love yeah. to see uh more high profile defense but again yeah, yeah. always yeah, fun my, to see um, him live too exactly yeah i agree and then Willow Nightingale versus Ruby Soho. Then we've got Dalton Castle and the boys against the Blackpool Combat Club. They're just going to fuck them up for sure. Yeah, they are. And then, I mean, I'm very, very intrigued about the next steps in this story. Because, yeah, we didn't actually talk about Callus when he feigned getting Yeah, when he feigned that, no, we didn't. We didn't yeah, we didn't even that discuss that, which was a very big moment and one that made me laugh very hard because what a fucking weasel that Dan Callis is, but just perfect storytelling. You know, it's like Hangman in the very beginning, he and Kenny are kind of like, what the fuck, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we know all the history. He comes to save him. Doesn't do a damn fucking thing to Don Mm -hmm. or Dan, but that asshole certainly makes it uh, seem like he did, and Kenny is like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? And this that air of uncertainty as we went off the air so it'll be curious to see if that's addressed right from the top again you know do we get like an update on the young bucks i don't know it's it's exciting it feels like a story we can really sink into that's fresh we'll have mjf back you know hopefully more shenanigans there but uh fuck i'm excited god damn it (laughs) yeah it should be a good show shut up shut up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh dear okay anything else before we uh get on out of here not particularly no it, sh- it should be a big time fun weekend for yeah sure. i mean i guess we'll probably be back next monday or tuesday recapping wrestlemania um do you have interest slash want to watch stand and deliver or that ring of honor show when There's is all- that when are those 
The Ring of Honor is Friday night. Um, I'll be getting back sometime. I don't know if I'll watch it live. And then Stand and Deliver, I think, is like Saturday afternoon. Again, yeah, I could, I could maybe be down for that. Friday night, I may be doing something with my cousins because I yeah. didn't see him for his birthday. Sure I was dead. that's when I had laryngitis and all that oh, shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I may go do that. Hell yeah! Well, it's a big, big weekend, Jason. So like, basically in LA all weekend, there's just a million shows. Um, yeah. So tomorrow, or Thursday night, we're gonna be watching. It's called Multiverse United. It's an Impact New Japan joint show, and then we'll be watching uh, Josh Barnett's GCW Bloodsport because. The return of one of my favorite wrestlers today, Kota Ibushi, who's yeah. been on the shelf for a year and a half, is coming back to wrestle Speedball Mike Bailey at a GCW show. Speedball for his first match. So I nice. can't fucking wait for that. But yeah, uh, yeah going to be a lot of fun this week and this weekend. So yes, sir. thank you. For yeah, it sounds loaded. Tuned in. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Wrestle Arts and the whole Barker crew. Yeah, we love you, and thank you, BJ Whitmer, <laughs> for hooking it up. Yep. And yeah, you got anything you want to say here? Or no, Sayonara. Bye. Bye. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.